Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, June 3, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Oh boy, what do we have on the docket today? We have a lot of stuff on the docket. There is a lot going on underneath the hood of the market. Basically, this video is like yesterday 2.0. It's almost like a sequel to yesterday because they did the stuff that we talked about almost to a T. The first thing that we're going to do, as we always do, is cover the daily chart. What's jumping off the page? First and foremost, we have the 417. We talked about the 417 many, many times. We're going to talk about it again in a few minutes. But on the daily chart, what we see also is they came in and they gave a touch to the 20-period moving average. Okay, fair enough. You'll remember from last night's video, we discussed many different moving averages in this neighborhood. Technically speaking, the trend is your friend until she dumps you. They're above all the moving averages. Therefore, the trend remains the same. There's going to really be, if we're playing umpire calling balls and strikes, there's going to be two schools of thought. We have to look at both sides. So first, we'll look at the bull case. The trend is your friend. That's the dominant thing. Okay, fair enough. Also, the market has had an opportunity to use anything it wanted as an excuse to fall out of bed. It hasn't done that. So therefore, we have to look at that, look at the trend, and say, Given an opportunity to fall away, given an opportunity to really issue a pie in the face to the bulls and without or void of fulfilling that opportunity, they can't really go down. There's something above. There's something up north drawing the market up like a magnetic force. Now, we don't know that to be the case, but there has to be a reason why they can't go down. There has to be a reason why... Even, for example, last week, one morning, they were down. Overnight, they were down hard. By the opening bell, they're back as if nothing happened. Maybe it's the trend that keeps catching price. Maybe it's the trend that keeps drawing price higher as they creep higher over time. That's fine, but we have to notice. We have to at least acknowledge the fact that given an opportunity to drop through the floor, They haven't done it yet. They've spent a lot of time up in this neighborhood. Let's go back to the day when they got above and have yet to close below 417. That was over here on the 24th of last month. Either they're up here building energy to make another push higher, which at this point would be or result in new all-time highs. They would actually have eaten enough time off the clock to go considerably higher than the former high. 417 is our line in the sand. Why is that? Remember, this is a continuation or sequel to yesterday. We talked ad nauseum over several days about this price here. The low was 417.08. It's a breakup candle low from the 240 chart, 120 chart, hourly chart, We've got them on all the charts, obviously. What we do know is that markets like to come down and test the lows of breakup candles and run up to test the highs of breakdown candles. So what did they do here? Even though 
at previous time over here, right after this breakup candle, they came down and they made somewhat of a test of the low. But here, they came through the low. They spiked through the low into the 50-period moving average and ripped right back up in the northern direction. Now, last night, we talked about a couple of different scenarios. Here's a breakdown candle, bear flaggish kind of thing that would result in a continuation move to where? Down into the 50-period moving average. Also to where? 417. What did they do today? Precisely that. The other side of that would be if we woke up this morning and they were pushing above yesterday's high over here, that would have been a different story. That's not what was happening. So the other thing was taking place. The third thing would have been to continue sideways, continuing to develop the bearish, flaggish kind of thing. Is anybody really surprised that they ran a test of 417? Now, after hearing about 417 and the explanation about why, at a bare minimum, and go back to the videotape, because I'm sure I said almost exactly this, at a bare minimum, you should get intraday support. Here's an hourly chart. What did we get? Intraday support. Remember the convergence of these moving averages? What about the 120 chart? Remember the convergence of these moving averages. Now, here's something else that I find fascinating. You're going to also see this inside the numbers, but I want to cover this in a different light. We have a tail candle into the moving averages on the hourly chart. After that was made, the following hour, they began to make a retracement of said tail candle. And we noted this inside the numbers. You'll see it in a few minutes. Now, just at the point in which they were making the retracement, all of a sudden, some reason they start higher. All of a sudden, they start going faster higher. And all of a sudden, you start realizing the spark was some kind of news event about some kind of negotiation about the tax rates for corporations. Who knows what it was? Something about them keeping it where it is. It doesn't really matter. Who knows what it's going to be in the long run? It was just a news item that happened today during a retracement of a tail candle. And then what happened? Just like we discussed in the Lazy E-Mini Trader course, that tail candle held, the retracement did its thing, and they started higher. Once they got above the first hourly candle high of the day, guess what? The door opens for higher prices. We had the thing lock, stock, and barrel inside the numbers. You're going to see it in a moment. We'll start with the pre-market commentary. We've got a happy Thursday going on. Wake up a little red, which is a little unique these days. Therefore, we pay attention and get prepared for game time. Fair enough. What have we got in the early thoughts? Volatility is a trader's best friend. There was a reason SPY417 kept showing up in the videos over and over. They've already run a test in the neighborhood, and this is still at zero dark 30. The opening bell should tell the tale. Does she open above or below 417.08? Opening below opens the door for 416. Above, at the time, keeps the door open for they're just running a test. Let's see what else we've got. When the markets are moving and volatility picks up, we've got to set the table. Everybody's got to get prepared. You have to get in the right mindset before the opening bell so that you're not blindsided. So what I like to do is I like to put thoughts in your head. So they've got the initial test done in the pre-market of the 417. Fair enough. There are times where the buy the dip crowd will rush in, 
scoop up whatever they can while driving price right back up within minutes. We've seen that before, so it's an awareness. There are other times where it looks like they're doing that, but the tape fails, they get a pie in the face, and the destination was to be lower than the pre-market test. We saw somewhat of option B today. We don't know which one is on the docket today, so we'll let them get going before we can get a handle on the early storyline. Now, getting a handle on the early storyline could mean a couple of different things depending on what's going on. Let's say they rallied them right out of the gate. I may have been willing to put out a short trade up on the board depending on where they rallied to and how they got there. What if they dropped them right out of the gate? Well, that produces another scenario. That'll come clear in a moment. Moving along, again, being the umpire, if they rally them, if they drop them, we've got to have the numbers on both sides. 917, remember I kept putting 418.50 up on the board. This was yesterday. It's still an important number. Therefore, if they pop them up at the open, it's a logical place for the bulls to try and recapture. Maybe it's resistance right away. Maybe they can push through. We don't know yet, but you have to know your numbers. After that, if they can push through, it's 419, give or take. Now, let's get some imagery going just so we can get the lay of the land. Right at the vertical, today's activity, here's a five-minute chart. 417 is the lower line. 417.85, which we haven't got to yet, is the middle line. And all the way up here is 420, which they came up one penny short today of. That's a big fat round number, and they're magnetic, and you'll recall that from always. But you'll see it posted inside the numbers. So let's see what else we have as the day really gets underway. 9.32, the decision table is which to run a test of first. So they opened up and they were kind of in no man's land. They weren't at resistance and they weren't at the 417 number. So I'm calling for patience. Okay, fair enough. A couple of minutes later, things begin to clear up. They're trying to get to 417, give or take. Regardless of whether they come up short or spike it, they'll snap back from that zone at some point and get this sooner than later. It's a reasonable risk-reward down there for at least a scalp trade or more. It's a reasonable risk-reward trade for at least a scalp trade or more. Remember from the 240-minute chart, that's a big-time spot. Running a test more often than not, way more often than not, not every time, but more often than not, when they run a test, they're not going to just blow through it on the first run. How many times have you heard me say that? A lot. All right, let's see what else we have. 942, and she's home. 417 test underway. Could take some time, could spike it even down to 416, but it's an area that should produce a bounce at some point. 416 is the backup as cited earlier this morning. Showtime for the bulls. If that's not as clear as day, I don't know what is. In the short run, 417 will be our pivot. What does that mean? That means while price is underneath 417, it's resistance. Once they can recapture 417, it will once again become support and buyers will show up. Let's see what else we have. They were fighting over 417, but the writing was on the wall. No surprises in terms of a target for the long trades. I'm looking for around 417.85, give or take, to take half 
off the table. Why am I suggesting that? Why am I doing that? Because I'm aware of the importance on that 240-minute chart. It's the first test. Maybe the bounce is feeble. Maybe it's minimal. Maybe it's not. I'll take my chances. Here's the worst-case scenario. You put some profit in your pocket. They come back down and stop you out at like a break-even or in the money on the remaining portion of your position, and that's fine. What happens if they keep going? I'll tell you. What happened today? They kept going. 10.08, no change. They're doing the thing they were supposed to do. 10.09, you see there's our first target. The first target was 4.17.85. They went slightly higher, but they did pull back. So in terms of how we do this correctly, how we treat this as a business, that was a spot that they should find overhead resistance. Therefore, I'm required, if treating it like a business, to take profit at that spot. Sometimes a spot like that will be farther away. You get more profit on the first portion of the trade. Sometimes it'll be closer. It doesn't matter. Wherever it is, that's where it has to be. Now, if I enter the trade all the way down here, do I have to sell it when they come down here? Do I have to get out of the trade? No, I'm still in the trade on the remaining portion of my position. I've got the feet up on the desk, and I'm just watching. We're moving along. 10.10, remember, 418.50 is still important and would normally be overhead resistance. Therefore, I'll be taking another portion of the trade off in front of that spot. Now, check this out. If they were able to get above that for an all-day sucker back up north, I'll still have a stake in the game because I'm taking another portion of the trade off at 418.50. So in reality, here's the way it worked. In terms of shares, if I've got a thousand shares of the SPY and I sold 500 at the first target, sold another 250 at the second target, I've got 250 left for the all-day sucker. The all-day sucker would be the gap fill. The gap left open from the prior day's close is right up here. They basically filled the gap. They actually came up short. They came up one penny short of the big fat round number of 420. That's interesting. And by the way, there are no accidents nor coincidences. Let's see what else we have in terms of the commentary. What you can also do is pause the video, read the notes, and double check the work. I gave you the crux of what happened today. You've got the lion's share of what the information and the valuable information was. But there are charts. So we talked a little bit about this when we looked at the hourly chart of the SPY. So here's what it was for inside the numbers members in real time. Awareness and food for thought. We don't know until we know, but this is what they're doing based on the hourly chart. What's going on? Tail and retrace or something else. So that's what was going on. And then like 10 minutes later, here's another chart. In the spirit of funny how that works, 10 minutes later, the same chart looked just like this. Next private target reached and honored. The rest is trader's choice. Now it's really a nice trade. They're at some overhead resistance from where I sit. Now we'll be back after lunchtime unless something crazy happens. And basically after lunch, they didn't do anything. All day long, they basically just went sideways in a chop shop formation after almost filling the gap.
We did have some stocks on the move today, so we will look at the charts. Only two hit their price objectives or entry targets. We'll look at Splunk and FireEye. Splunk up first. You can see two numbers on the board can make a case that can go to either one. Well, guess what? They went to the second one, so if you averaged in, you see what happened. After reaching the second, they went back to the first. The problem is how they got to the second wasn't really the way we love them to do it. Came up short, started bouncing away. From a technical perspective, the numbers work. The support was the support, but they never really gave you any kind of a good bounce. Truth be told, I was really focused on the SPY trade this morning. It was too juicy. How about FireEye getting a buzz cut at the open and the net-net with this one was? It really was a shit burger at the end of the day. It just didn't work. Not all the trades are going to work. Roughly better than 80% do work. I have the numbers. It's hard data. But traders also have to realize that roughly 17 plus percent don't work. That's just the way the business is. Unfortunately, this one never got to the second number, so it just hung around in no man's land. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Still interesting that they're honoring the trend line that the market itself drew in. They're above the convergence of three moving averages, the 50, 20, and 100. Give those up, and the bears are in business, the bulls are in trouble. However, above the moving averages, technically she's okay, but they're also working on that lower high, that secondary lower high. The IWM is in an interesting position. If they're able to bust through and over that trend line, they're going to run, and we talked about it last night. The first place they'll go is basically 231. And by the way, there can be a spark. Friday morning is what? I believe it's the phony jobs number. That usually creates a spark in the market. Are we going to get a spark in the market on the Friday floater phony jobs number bullish into the weekend? New highs, very possible. Don't discount that scenario. We don't know. We'll see how we wake up in the morning, and we'll see what happens after they make the announcement at 8.30. If they're rallying after 8.30, and they're positive into and after the open, then the writing is probably on the wall. How about the folks down at the transportation department? 15,475, we put that number up on the board maybe a day ago, two days ago. They hit that number and bounced off of it. That's what was supposed to happen. The big number on the transports is really this breakup candle low. 15,369 and change. They've already run a test, and you see here, same thing we just discussed in the SPY early on. They ran a test, they spiked it through, and they bounced away. Now, another test, being down there again, isn't bullish. Therefore, I would say if they're down there again, it's likely they're going to give up that spot. The bull case for the transports is getting back above 15,800. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? The first thing that jumps off this daily chart is really this little move here. So they're up, they're making a bull flag kind of pattern, and we're looking for a continuation move this way. So they drop out of this formation, and now the question is, do the moving averages have enough in them to support price and they bounce back up? Or did they just break down out of this pattern and this was day one of a potential breakdown? Friday will tell the tale. 
the phony jobs number will probably be the spark one way or the other. What about the financials? The XLF up 16 cents, almost one half of 1%. Anything wrong with this particular market? No, move it along. What about Smash Mouth? Now, Smash Mouth is a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. They were down 1.5% today, and therefore, we still have on the table a potential lower high scenario. This is a bearish type of scenario. If they bust through and they challenge and spike through this high close up there, then the whole lower high scenario is off the table. Above the moving averages, she's okay. Below the moving averages, she's not. We'll see what happens by the end of the week. I think a lot of these things may materialize by the end of the week. If they just float them higher into the end of the week, then we'll have our answer because we may be at new highs in the S&P 500 and other markets as well. If they use the phony jobs number as an excuse to kill them, we've got a whole different ball of wax rolling down the hill. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.